Welcome everyone back to The Lockup, bringing you inside the ring of combat sports. I am your host, Dylan Reynolds. I am here alone today. Um, we will go back into it here, uh, kind of towards the end of the show. Um, but uh, in general, we have a really big show today. We've got a big bomb, including our top story that Tommy Fury has been replaced for the Jake Paul fight on August 6th. We break down this past Wednesday's AW Dynamite and talk about the upcoming uh, AW Rampage show that is happening tonight. Um, as well as, like I just mentioned, we are talking about some changes coming to the lockup. Now, with that said, let's get into the ring at the top of the show. Our first story of the show was reported by the WWE themselves. WWE Today announced that Pat McAfee has signed a multi-year extension with the WWE. Since April of 2021, McAfee has served as an analyst alongside Michael Cole for Friday Night SmackDown on Fox. Uh, the new pact will see McAfee entertaining the WWE universe for years to come. Um, this is great. Again, uh, I know we don't necessarily talk a lot about WWE on the show just because we don't watch it. Um, you know, and I'm not going to just sit here and find a Reddit post that has all of the results and say, oh yeah, this happened. Uh, maybe they could do this because just don't watch the show. You know, uh, I can't, I won't give my opinion on something I don't at least watch uh you know obviously mma stuff i'm a, a casual but i'm learning <laughs> so that i can kind of uh talk about slightly as, at least as far as the concept of being a casual mma viewer but um this is something again it's like the Liv morgan situation where this is a feel-good story um this is something to to really prime you for this show um Pat McAfee and the the clips that I have seen uh, over the the last year or so since he's started on SmackDown, um, I mean, I feel there is no better person for that position, and I feel that he came at a time where I feel the WWE really needed it. Um, again, I don't watch regularly at all, so this is just spitballing off the top of my head. I know there was, especially towards the end of. Pretty much after Renee started to was about to leave on commentary. I mean, commentary was constantly changing. You had that one guy who was a big uh, analyst outside of wrestling that came in for one show, said, I can't do this, had to replace him. Then you got another guy, replaced him. Then another guy replaced him. SmackDown, you had switching back and forth. Um, I mean, this is stuff that I feel commentary is the thing that is such an important aspect of watching tv wrestling um obviously when you're there live it's a completely different atmosphere um and the atmosphere of the crowd is kind of your voice and the explanation of what's going on and how people are feeling um but when you're watching at home on tv or you know you're watching back a recording of a match from the past like commentary is so integral to tell you the finer details to break down what's going on to analyze what is happening um so i feel pat was someone who came in at a perfect time because you know i would say michael cole had been stale for a very long time um i very much was a smackdown guy growing up just because i wasn't allowed to stay up to watch raw um so as much as jr and king are like a nostalgic thing for me um 
Michael Cole and Taz were more of my childhood voices of wrestling usually. Um, and I haven't really seen anyone connect with Michael Cole as much as Pat has since that era of Cole and Taz on SmackDown. Um, there's been little things here and there, like, of course, during Beast in the East, you saw him kind of loosen up a little bit more. And then especially in the NXT UK tournament with Nigel McGuinness, I mean, that was another that really, really opened him up more. He didn't have Vince McMahon in his ear, so he was able to do his own thing. I believe Michael Cole is one of the best commentators in wrestling. I just think that his recent work and... His, the the PG era of the WWE has taken a lot away from it because Vince is in his ear trying to have him say all these buzzwords and just these outrageous, uh, oh my, like reactions that are so fake. Um, and having someone like a Pat McAfee who obviously he follows a script, but he does not follow the script to the T uh, is something where you kind of saw at first, Michael Cole was like a little like, uh, I, uh, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, kind of probably worried for Pat because he's like, Oh, this guy's going to get chewed out. Um, but Pat doesn't need to be there. <laughs> Pat is fine if he wasn't there. Um, and they realize that, uh, thankfully that he is an integral part of that show. Um, and you start to see Michael Cole loosen up. Uh, and like, I feel Michael Cole is completely different now, at least from, again, the, the clips that I have seen compared to say even four years ago, uh, I think it's a night and day difference. And Pat is such an infectious, uh, fun guy who has a passion for the, the business. I mean, my favorite Pat McAfee story is when he got drunk one day and then he bought a wrestling ring. Uh, and then I think it was a couple weeks or maybe a month later, it finally arrived. And he's like, where did this come from? Uh, and discovered that he had bought it while he was drunk. Um, I mean, the, the guy is so talented just not only as an athlete but as a analyst and being able to break down certain things because he's a fan he's a student of the game um you know uh so i feel that pat being there is such a important uh step for the wwe and if again um the big thing is when you have a show where okay maybe the wrestling's good but your commentators sound like they don't want to be there. That can really drag down your show. Um, you know, it, it goes from everyone. It goes from the wrestlers. It goes from the, the commentators. It goes from the referees to the ring announcers to the fans to the writers. When your show, when it looks like no one wants to be there, your show's not going to be good. But when you have the crowd going crazy, when you have wrestlers who are really excited for what they're doing, when you have referees that are excited for the match that they're refereeing, when you have commentators excited for the match that they're commentating, it brings life into that show. And I feel Pat is such an integral point of doing that. Um, of course, you had Michael Cole who retweeted this saying, after 25 years in the booth, working with Pat McAfee is the highlight of each week. His excitement is contagious, even if he almost kicks me when standing on our table and has helped revitalize my love for our business, the WWE, our fans, and I am lucky to have you. Um, again, I think Pat is such a benefit to that company. I feel that if they maybe took some 
some inspiration of how they have let Pat kind of be a little bit, maybe be a little bit more hands off and let Pat do his thing with other aspects of the show. I think the show would inc uh, increase in quality dramatically, uh, increase in quality dramatically. Um, and I would be more open to watching it more often because then people are having fun. People are doing things they're excited about versus, okay, we're making so much freaking money that it doesn't matter if the show sucks or if the rating sucks because we're just making hand over fist money. Um, so again, congratulations to Pat, uh, continue to do great work. I know he has that match with, I'm just going to say Baron Corbin cause I don't know what name he has now. Um, at SummerSlam coming up. Uh, so I'm interested to see kind of where the progression of his in-ring stuff is um, just because of the fact that, you know, in NXT, you know, he was working with Adam Cole and like had more of that kind of type of a match than WrestleMania with Theory. It was more of your WWE sports entertainment comedy aspect like match. I'm interested to see where he is there. If they're kind of taking the leash off of him a little bit, letting him have a little bit more of that NXT type style match, but you know, obviously keeping that sports entertainment aspect to it. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. Uh, hopefully it's a good enough match that I'll hear about it and I'll check it out maybe. Um, but again, congrats, Pat. This is going to be a quick story. I don't really have a lot of opinions. <laughs> I have a lot of opinions, but this is pretty straightforward. So the other, I believe it was last two, two nights ago, I get on Twitter. Okay. Already a mistake anyways, I know. And I see Chris Benoit trending. And I'm like, why? Why are people talking about him? The Impact Women's World Champion Jordan Grace made a tweet. Uh, she was responding to a tweet saying, it's always wild listening to wrestlers discuss Benoit in a professional context because they always be sure to note they aren't excusing what happened before praising his in-ring stuff for 10 minutes, except New Jack. Um, Jordan Grace retweeted it and uh, said, this is going to be the coldest take I ever tweet on this app. I already know y'all going to be mad. I don't think Benoit could 100% hang with most of the present day wrestlers. He would not be able to remember matches. Also, may he burn in hell. Amen. I don't see the issue with this. Uh, you, you have people like Chavo Guerrero saying you've lost uh, respect and you've lost your, your standing and wrestling. Uh, you have like all these people just going ballistic on her. I even me, uh, I uh, after I had seen that in the context of everything, I actually even tweeted out. Uh, I actually tweeted out where okay, I actually tweeted out just because he's trending for some reason. If you still defend Benoit or the conspiracy theories, you're a fucking loser. Fuck Chris Benoit. And even I got people saying, fuck you to uh, th this one guy. Fuck you to Scott Hall was a great wrestler. Shot a guy in the head. Jimmy Snuka was a great wrestler. Murdered his girlfriend. And of course I responded, did I ever defend either of them? Have I ever defended either of those people? Especially Snuka. I, uh, Snuka is especially not anyone. Um, basically, uh, set basically then went on to say, I'm wanting to know why Snooka and Hall are okie dokie with fans. Uh, couldn't tell you. 
personally, I could not tell you. I, I don't, uh, I don't necessarily think that they're okie dokie. Uh, I think that the things they've done, you know, same with a flair, um, you know, with his recent controversies, like I don't uh, fuck Ric Flair, you know, fuck Scott Hall, fuck Jimmy Snuka, fuck Chris Benoit. Uh, I, I think it's, it's pretty, pretty insane. Um, this actually goes back uh, to a funny story. So when I first started training for pro wrestling back in 2017, uh, there was actually a guy I was training with who we were like sitting after after class uh we were chilling in his car i think we just went out to 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 get dinner together or something and we're like talking about different things about wrestling and he's like yeah man i really don't think chris benoit did it if if you still in 2020 believe in the conspiracy theories about Benoit and that he didn't do it or even any of the, like the Chris Benoit apologists or any of this shit, fuck off. Chris Benoit fucking drugged and then strangled his own child, killed his wife and then killed himself. He's a piece of shit. I don't give a damn about how good of a wrestler he was. It does matter. Um, there is, there are places where can't will I sit there and say that he was the worst wrestler in the world? No, but why would I bring that up? Why would I ever talk about him? Because there's no context where he needs to be brought up. I I still think you know. Uh, again, his wrestling has nothing to do with it. Why anyone ever gets him trending? Why anyone ever tweets about him? Why these people still apologize uh, and are like, "Oh, yeah, it sucks. What he it sucks that he killed killed his entire family and ruined a bunch of people's lives and almost single handedly killed the entire wrestling industry." But uh, they should put him in the Hall of Fame. Fuck Chris Benoit. Fuck Chris Benoit. That's all. That's all I have to say about the topic. So, all right, our top story of the show. Mention it at the intro of the show. Tommy Fury. Tommy fumbles. Tommy fumbled the bag a second, technically third time even, and has been replaced by Hesman Ramon Jr. Uh, I know I miss, <laughs> I'm probably saying that wrong. Uh, you guys, some people got really mad at me uh, <laughs> for mispronouncing uh, uh, Izzy's name wrong. See? <laughs> See, I'm covering myself up by saying Izzy this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, he has been replaced. This is, I mean, this is huge. Um, this is something that I'll talk a little bit more about at the end of the show with the changes of the lockup. Um, but this guy is on a different stratosphere than a uh, Tommy Fury. This is without a doubt, a much more difficult fight for Jake. And I think this is actually something that, <sighs> Again, I don't like the guy personally. There's a lot of things that he's done that are questionable, that are, you know, if certain rumors or accusations are true are, of course, not good and is a bad person for it. But I have to respect, you know, he had the opportunity to, again, okay, uh, Tyrone, let's, let's do a third match and I'll just kill beat you again <laughs> you know but instead not only is he keeping with that okay you guys want me to fight a real boxer or fight a real boxer but he's fighting a boxer that's even more dangerous than tommy fury is which 
to be granted tommy fury is literally like a fucking dog toy essentially in my opinion um so this is coming from espn.com uh husband ramon jr the son of the former heavyweight boxing champion of the world uh will replace fury and fight paul august 6th in new york at madison square garden um he is a 12 and one pro boxer with six knockouts uh, the eight-round bout will be contested at 200 pounds and will be broadcasted on Showtime pay-per-view. Um, of course, Ramon is not a household name, but he does have more experience than Jake does, and he is bigger. Um, these guys are going to have a, a crazy fight, and you know this is something that he is, Jake has said in, in this interview is that like he's crazy because, again, he could have taken this opportunity and just found easiest possible opponent and just went with that but he went with the challenge and i really really respect that you know with how little time there is you know just a little bit under a month now uh that he has until this fight you know he's having to change up his fight camp to be influenced more towards uh ramen jr's fighting style you know he has to account for someone that he wasn't originally supposed to be fighting um and someone who has far more strengths than cons than a to uh, tommy fury did so i'm very very interested to see how this goes i think this is going to be a a very interesting fight i think that jake is going to be tested um you know we saw kind of in Mostly, I would say that first uh, Woodley fight, Jake finally getting tested a little bit. And I think this is kind of going to be where we're going to see the make or break. Is Jake Paul able to beat a real boxer? Is he able to continue on this great run? Or uh, is he finally going to take that loss? Is he finally going to get humbled? And, you know, either which way uh, I think will be interesting and we'll have long-term repercussions for not only the actual boxing community itself but especially the youtube boxing community um so i think that'll be interesting you had uh tommy fury of course put out a statement saying i'm gutted and disappointed in regards to the issues i have faced with entry into the usa this is something that myself or my team could have never anticipated happening this situation has been left with my lawyers as being detained entry or being denied entry to a country is obviously a very serious issue it needs to be subsequently resolved and confident this fight will happen when this issue is resolved and we will come to a solution i want to clarify that i will fight in a neutral country that both parties can enter this can be anytime any place anywhere and then you have jake paul who responded to this saying i'm confident you are a scared little boy who doesn't want to fight or understand business i will pay you 500k to fight me in the uk i will do it shortly after august 6th do you accept in which you had tommy fury embarrass himself once again uh i wouldn't get out of bed to fight you for 500k let me know when you're ready to have a serious conversation you've ducked jake three times you have backed out of this fight three times. Don't talk about serious conversations, Tommy. You, it, it has, even in the ESPN article, they talk to, to your guys that say, all we have to do is just go to the embassy. That's all you fucking have to do and this fight could have happened. But you have literally fumbled the bag on your biggest opportunity of your career. Again, I, I, I just tweeted it out uh, right before I, the show today retire hang it up 
your career's over. I mean, you're you're irrelevant in general, anyways. But I mean, uh, it's it's just unbelievable, unbelievable that you can sit there and just be such a pussy. I mean, I'll be honest, such a pussy with so many excuses, and you sit there and say, "Come talk to me when you're serious." You have taken every single opportunity to dodge and get out of this opportunity. An opportunity that even if you went in there and got your ass beat, knocked out within the first 10 seconds, not only would you have the respect of going in there, you would have made the most money of your entire career that you will never be able to make before or after that fight. Yeah, yeah. Tommy Fury is a joke. Uh, I think he is, uh, he, he talks about how he, he believes he cannot be beat by these YouTube boxers or these influencers, but you dodge this fight again. You, I've said it time and time again, the last couple of times we talked about it on the show. The only person that comes out of this opportunity and that Jake just proved this. Tommy Fury is the only person that is hurt by this situation because Jake Paul not only got another opponent and is going to continue to have this fight, it's an even harder challenge than what you are going to be. And then, and then he sits there and say, hey, I will, I will give you every single thing. We will come straight to the UK so you can have your people there. We can make this fight happen immediately after this fight. But it's not going to be the two million or whatever that you were originally supposed to do. And you say, don't talk to me. Don't come talk to me when you're serious. Jake literally rescheduled the fight and took, took the fight again so that you would, you would do this. Because you got injured. Uh, he gave you every opportunity. Oh, your dad and your brother can't enter the US. Okay. Well, I won't have my corner people there. Okay. I will give you some of my purse and and more just so that you will fight me. Every single complaint you've had, he has answered and basically given you what you want every single time. Ah, uh, I you're a joke. Oh, as we wrap up the show today, um, so there are some things that will be going on with the lockup. Um, so again, uh, we have been working on this show for quite a while, a couple months now, uh, as far as launching in kind of how we want to do things. Um, and as we've started this, I believe this is the first full week, uh, we've done maybe week and a half. I want to say actually, um, we have trialed different things. You know, we've tried the, the hour long episodes we've trialed, you know, 30 minute and shorter episodes. Um, uh, we've really only gone to do one episode with me having, uh, my co-host Dane here. Um, and there's been some things that have popped up in his life as well as my life, which make the kind of situation as far as, you know, three shows a week. Um, and even the way that we do these shows, more difficult um you know like i would say now we have 
Right now, the current format we have for the show kind of is newsy and informational. Obviously, I don't have sources or any intel indirectly to the, you know, wrestling, MMA, combat fight scene. So, you know, we're not breaking stories here by any means. Um, But we're informing people, breaking down certain things, talking about certain things. And sometimes it's nice uh, because, you know, it, it fills out time. But the thing that we really want this show to be is to be that breakdown, that conversation of why is this happening? You know, um, this whole uh, I, I'm I'm keeping this for the, the the next episode, obviously more into the Jake Paul and Rosman Jr. fight. Um, but like that's something I could talk about for an hour, you know, 45 minutes. Um, so this is kind of going to be something where we're changing some stuff up. Uh, we're having some some host changes as well. Um, right As of right now, I don't have an official co-host right now. Um, I have a couple people that hopefully uh, we will be trialing out, kind of seeing how you guys respond to it, how the chemistry between those people and I am, um, and kind of seeing how that goes just because for the time being, uh, it looks like Dane will not be able to actively be uh, here Um Possibly he might drop in as a guest uh, co-host uh, when he can, but uh, right now it's kind of looking like I am the the face, uh, I suppose, of, of the lockup here. Um, in some ways that kind of makes other projects uh, a little difficult, but I digress. So pretty much uh, starting next week, uh, we will be doing one show per week instead of three. Um, just, again, personal schedule uh, stuff not only with Dane, but also just with me. Um, I have some stuff that have came up that make it a little bit more difficult to do the three shows a week. And the new format we're doing uh, doesn't really make sense to do three times a week. Anyways, um, will be more in-depth discussion. Um, I really uh, kind of say there is a lot of influence from like a true Jordy um, and his shows. So it's kind of going to be that discussion of you know, so I already say it, you know, uh, the, the next episode is going to be going over Jake Paul and, uh, and husband Ramon Jr.'s fight, um, and kind of breaking that down and really talking about what that means. Um, so it's going to be more in depth. It's another thing too, with it being, uh, one day a week is that there's going to be more polish, uh, put onto the episodes too. Um, I'll, I'll be completely transparent, you know, a, just because of scheduling of like waiting to the last minute of knowing if Dane could make it or not. Um, like, and then having to rush to film these episodes and then edit them and then put them up before, you know, say, you know, Wednesday, I have to have it up before dynamite goes up because I talk about dynamite and this one, I talk about rampage. So I have to talk, get it up before rampage goes live. Um, you know, uh, things that maybe if you've watched some of our YouTube shorts, um, which still are basic in editing form, just again, because I'm going from filming, editing, uploading, going back to edit shorts real quickly, um, are basic, but like kind of are going to be more of that style in the sense of there's going to be more things shown on screen. You know, it's not just going to be me talking. It's going to be more graphic, uh, design stuff, things like that. Um, we're going to aim for that 30 to 45 minute show. Uh, we'll take feedback if you guys want longer form episodes. I mean, we can work on longer form episodes. We can, if you want shorter episodes, we can do that. Um, sort of 
I have a goal technically separate from the lockup itself, uh, where if there is like breaking news, like, you know, as soon as this uh, opponent was announced for Jake, do like a quick little, maybe even solo episode where it is, hey, this is who this is, you know, just quick information that way. It's a prepper for the actual actual episode because, you know, say this happens, uh, you know, right now, our next show isn't till Wednesday, uh, you know, so it's kind of a primer of like, hey, here's this person. And then your full course discussion is going to be on the lockup itself. And it's same with everything. Um, with that said, uh, episodes will be released Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern, uh, U.S. Eastern time. It just gives us a little bit of time uh, to film things, edit things, uh, go through different things and trial them. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think that in general, this new format change is something that is more in line of what Dane and I had planned for the lockup anyways. Um so I, it's, it's not like we, oh, uh, this, the show didn't do well and we have to change everything. It, it's very much just, okay, well, we tried this thing because we thought that would be interesting too of doing, you know, having multiple shows a week and like having more news would help with the ability to do that. Um, but failure and also trial and error is such an important part. Um, so we really appreciate you guys giving us that opportunity. Obviously we are not huge <laughs> by any means, you know, but the, the last couple shows have been really doing really well with views. Um, you know, I've been really working hard, uh, to make, especially like using shorts as a way to continuously have a video out every single day so that we keep, on the tip on the the tip of your tongue or, or the top top of your head so uh, again i do want to thank you guys so much for giving us that opportunity because uh this is our first show like this um dane and i have worked together on multiple projects even here on nerfed itself uh used to be a whole different project than what it is now um and this is something we've never done before uh so uh we appreciate you letting us fail in front of you uh and hopefully uh we continue to do that continue to get your guys's great support and feedback so that we can make a show that is interesting and different you know uh, i feel again i said the the new format starting next week is going to be highly influenced by like a true geordie um you know i i feel at the start obviously you will see a lot of direct comparison but over time obviously as we try new things and develop our own style that will be where hopefully your guys's feedback will come in and make the show that you guys want to see. Uh, so with that said, I'm not going to keep rambling about this. Uh, if you guys are listening to this online and want to see my beautiful face, we are available with the YouTube versions every Wednesday now <laughs> on youtube.com slash nerf TV. Uh, if you are vice versa, you are watching the video version and you want to catch up with the audio version. If you're on the road, going on a run, taking out the dog, anything like that, we are available on Apple podcasts, YouTube music, uh, Spotify, anchor, Amazon podcast, anywhere you listen to podcasts. So with that said, guys, I am your host, Dylan Reynolds. Thank you for coming into the ring of the lockup with me. And I will see you guys in the next episode.